to We Bloom. I'm Rachel. And I am Sean. And this is our podcast about anything we basically want to talk about that is perhaps a bit different. So we love to speak about things that might make your toes curl up or things that you think might be a bit taboo or a bit controversial and we want to make it we want to normalize it and we want to shed the shame and we want to help you discover ways of learning more about certain things so that you feel as though you're learning and feeling more educated exactly we are We just want everything to feel a little bit less daunting when you're looking at a topic and you know that you want to know more about it. You know you want to talk about it, uh, but it could feel like a bit much. And I think we live in a world where um, there are so many sources where we're getting information from Instagram and books and TV. And when we're out and about, when we're talking to people, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. So we are just trying to make it all feel a bit less overwhelming, you know? Yeah, and also everyone's got an opinion, haven't they? And I feel like the guests that we have on can kind of do a bit of myth busting and and actually straighten out fact from fiction. Yeah. Is that the right word? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You said you said the good words, the good words, the right words. <laughs> okay. So as always, we're going to kick off with "Don't Get Me Started," where Sean and I share things that may have bugged us this week. Um, Sean, do you want to go first? Always. Go on then. So don't get me started on men that run in just leggings. What is all of that about? Please tell me. Oh, like shirtless and just leggings. (laughs) Well, I mean, (laughs) that also would be even worse. But normally men wear leggings and then they'll put shorts over the top. Oh. But like you can just see men just running in leggings like women do. And it just makes me, it just, I don't know, it makes me feel really grossed out. And I feel like when I used to go on holiday and I'd see men in leggings and I'd be like, because <laughs> I was a child and thought it was funny. But now everyone in London is running without shorts on and it just grosses me out. I feel like it's really, like, it gives me the ick. So I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can, you, I can, I can sense it. Uh it gives you the ick because you because it's revealing because you can see stuff i think it's because i can see the you can see the stuff see the stuff jiggling about but it just looks weird okay. men wearing men wearing tight skinny leggings it's weird i mean i'm happy for it to be a fashion statement and if that's what they're comfortable in fine but if oh, you can sorry, see i forgot to say when they're running yeah when they're running when they're running yeah 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 but, but if like they're running and you can see all the you can see all the stuff then I can understand why that's a bit jarring. I just think it makes them, like, look about five years old. Wow, you really, you're not, yeah. I really hate it. I can see Sean on my screen and she she, she looks visually oh. disturbed. <laughs> I forgot my video was on. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally, like, thinking about the last time I saw it. I forgot you could see me. I could see you just drift off into a world you were not happy with what you were seeing. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. my god anyway Rachel what's uh... enough about men's bits and leggings uh, yeah. fun, funnily enough mine is also trousers related don't get me started on low rise jeans I've seen them pop up everywhere recently 
And I'm horrified that they are trying to make them a thing again. Horrified, not happy, ready to start a petition, taking it very seriously that they should never be allowed to make a comeback. And I don't even feel like I need to explain myself. I feel like everybody with half a brain should agree with me. That's everything. That's the end. That's it. Um, (laughs) I completely agree with you. Like, as a stylist, I am constantly getting my clients out of their mid-rise jeans and showing them how to make their legs look longer with a high-rise jean, how to enhance their waistline, because high-rise jeans also give you that little lift and you go, and it feels really great. And um, low-rise jeans, your tummy, even if you haven't got a tummy, will like bunch over them and you just feel shit. It's awful. It's awful. It takes me back to being a teenager when they were a thing and just never feeling comfortable. No moment of where... Just burn them. Burn all of them. And if someone out there, if a fashion overlord can hear me and they're in charge of deciding what jeans we all wear, let it be known I will hunt you down and we will have... I mean, probably not horrible words, but mildly uncomfortable words. And... uh, Strong-willed. Uh, I will have like a little cry and it will make you feel really uncomfortable until you agree to never put them back on the market. That's what's happening. Love it, right? Yeah, Love yeah, it. yeah. Right, so who have we got on this week? I love our guest. This week we have the amazing Jenny. Now, I met Jenny a couple of years ago. Um, she is my spin instructor at the gym I go go to called Gymbox. Um, and the reason that I absolutely love Jenny, and you will hear this, is A, she's so passionate about what she does, but she's very much about fit, fitness, but being an industry that is right for you. And it's about what suits you, what you enjoy, how you feel, getting your body moving. She says, one of her favourite things she said is moving is medicine. And I just think that's such an amazing message to send to people that um, are either in, you know, into exercise or people who perhaps think exercise is horrid and but they want to start feeling better. And I love how she talks and I love how she teaches And I'm just so glad that we have managed to get her on the podcast because I think she will help you see exercise in a really positive way rather than um, lots of people see it as punishment. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And she uh, works very hard to make everybody feel like exercise is an accessible thing to them and it doesn't have to be uncomfortable. It doesn't have to be... Um, something to be nervous about you know and you can go at your own pace you don't have to work yourself so hard to the point that you're just you know feeling really drained and rubbish afterwards you know you just do what you can and when you can so yeah um, she's wonderful and I can't wait for you to hear hey hi Jen welcome to the podcast how uh how are you today I'm really good thank you and thank you for having me how are you yeah we're all right I think are we all right Oh, yeah, we are raring to go. Okay, so, Jen, for those who um, have not had the privilege of knowing you and what you do, uh, how about you give us a little rundown about uh, your gig? 
Um, well, my name's Jenny and I am, I work in fitness and I'm currently the master trainer um, for the ride team. So that's all things indoor cycling and spin for a small chain in London called Gymbox. Um, so I look after all the instructors there um, and I teach a lot of spin. Well, when the gyms are open, I teach a lot of spin and I train and recruit the other instructors as well, as well as creating new spin classes and coming up with new concepts and just overseeing the project all in all. As a avid spin fanatic, I can hands down A, recommend Trimbox and B, fully go to Jenny's class. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Literally obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever laughed so much um, whilst spinning, which most people will think that can't be, that can't happen. And in yours, it absolutely does. There's a, there's a lot of dad jokes going on. <laughs> which is fully fully my humor so dad, a because i understand them dad jokes <laughs> and niche references <laughs> exactly um i always remember the talking of niche references the pizza and sex in the city um class we did once which blew my <laughs> that mind. makes it sound my makes it sound like that was the theme of the class like that we just sat around and watched sex in the city and ate pizza as we did it <laughs> like I've just given you cover away yeah, now. That's why your classes are so Yeah, good. that's why they're popular. <laughs> I'm telling you, if someone said to me, there is a Sex in the City themed spin class, do you want to go? That is the closest I will ever get to actually going. Do you know what? I've got a drum and bass track that sounds like the beginning of the Sex in the City theme tune. And every time I play it in my head, I either think of Nando's or that beginning of like the Sex in the City theme tune. Mm. <laughs> See, I'll go just for that and I'll dress up as Samantha and we'll all have a great time. Well, Sam- so, yes, great. Samantha's going to be your first choice character. Yeah, she's the most exciting. Yeah, one, I think she? I agree, to Is be she? honest. Yeah. I think for outfits, though, I'd probably still go full carry for if I was going for, for, yeah. for fancy dress. But That's true. 100%. That's very yeah. true. Yeah, who do you relate to, Jen? Jenny? Oh, do you know what? My whole life, I think like when I was like originally watching Sex and the City you think oh I'd be Carrie and have that glamour or whatever and then as I get older I'm like do you know what Miranda I think is the is the nicest one yep. and the best friend and yeah. the one that like as an adult woman I'm the one I'm like god I like I think everybody feels like a Miranda all the time just trying to juggle everything oh be a good friend and Oh my god, I totally agree. Because you always want to be like, I'm Carrie, and I'm like, I am Miranda through. Although <laughs> Carrie is also like, everyone's probably got that selfish bit of. <laughs> yeah. See, this is what we do in our Absolutely. spin class. This is why you have to come. Yeah. This is <laughs> <laughs> um, talking of spin, <laughs> something that I know you're very passionate about is that fitness isn't a one-size-fits-all, which is music to my ears, and I know it's music to Rachel's ears. Um, Personally, when I started at Gymbox, I found it pretty scary to walk into. I know that, like, I used to see people do things with their bodies, and I'd be like, oh, my God. (laughs) Um, And had no idea that things like that was possible, and, like, equipment freaked me out, spin bikes, like, I couldn't get the seat up. Everything was just a bit... um, a bit much and through amazing instructors like you and just going and practicing that's how I kind of got rid of my fear of the gyms but um I would love to know about 
why you don't think fitness is a one size fits all and, and how your and your approach to teaching well I just I just don't think it can be it's just it's just not helpful for anybody and it kind of if anything it just creates this polarizing effect and obviously like diet culture coming into that as well where it, it becomes um like people yo-yo instead because they want desperately to be like this super super fit person and then that doesn't feel attainable so they swing the other way and I think really it, it does have to be it has to be open for everybody it can't be one size fits all because that's just not how the world works if we all did the same exercise every day and ate the same things every day we wouldn't look the same we'd still have different shaped bodies and hold weight in different places and people would be good at different types of fitness so I think you have to come in with an open mind and also everyone's starting point is so different and some people are coming from always loving sport and always having this sort of joyous relationship with moving their body and for some people it comes from like a deep-rooted sort of place of shame especially like if you're anything like me I hated PE would do anything I could to get out of PE um so just getting people to move their bodies so that they feel better as opposed to mm. having to attain to this like high level of fitness all the time that's kind of that's always what I'm aiming for yeah, I think lots of people take the all or nothing approach. Like I have to go full pelt or they do nothing. And I think that might be why um, people don't last with their kind of, I'm going to go and get really fit. It's like the New Year's resolution thing. Yeah, and it? it's like, always, I'll start the, I'm going to do this. Start the diet on Monday and all of that. And it becomes, it do, and also, especially when you've got that idea of punishing yourself, like we, we've sort of spoken about and had, that idea of like really nasty gym instructors or fitness instructors and mm. PTs who are all about punishing yourself, then there's only so long that you can do that mentally and physically before it's just like, oh, do you know what? I preferred watching Sex and City and eating pizza. So I'd like, <laughs> and, and really it's like, well, why don't we just sort of meet in the middle and, and hopefully the more you love it, the balance will shift a, a little bit and you'll kind of just be looking at looking after your body and, and making it fun as opposed to, well, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to get absolutely wrecked. But then Monday, I'm going to work so hard at the gym. And it, if it worked, if, if that really worked, that system worked, then everybody would be really happy and love the gym and walk around fit with, and, and not be ashamed of their body. But it doesn't. So that's why I'm sometimes like, we just need to change that, that narrative and that idea. Yeah, which is music to my ears because... Um, I'm a little bit exercise adverse. Uh, it's not my favourite thing in the world and I very much struggle to motivate myself. Um, so for someone like me who doesn't necessarily feel, I don't have any kind of like, I don't have many good feelings towards exercise. Would you recommend anything for kind of how to get started if you're in that frame of mind? Chill, I think also like motivation, because people, I hear that a lot, like I find it really hard to be motivated like the fitness instructors are not motivated 100% of the time <laughs> like at all and and sometimes it does have to come down to a little bit of a discipline and a bit of right I need to just get this done and and I think sometimes through the practice of that the journey of that then you you start to you start to see the progress you start to see sort of the fun things within it but it I wish people wouldn't beat themselves up about it because it is hard and also like I said about not everybody starting off on the same foot in regards to confidence also within motivation like at the moment I've been working out quite a bit because I don't have, I don't have a job <laughs> because all the gyms are shut mm. if you've got a full-time job and you're a parent and you're or you're running around London doing all of those things 
and fitness doesn't necessarily come so is, isn't enjoyable to you of course it's going to be the bottom of the pile so that's why I just try and make mm. it as fun as possible and also accessible like if you can only do one class a week cool come to my Saturday morning class once a week and then we'll build it from there if that's all that you can do it's better than nothing if all you can do is hit your however many steps a day or do a bit of yoga after work great do that and then we'll see what else we can do do above that but especially with some people who are like obviously everyone's coming at a different point of view but some people are maybe a bit deconditioned or not motivated or have been a bit unfit or are suffering from long covid all of these things the first thing is just to get you moving get you to get up the stairs and feel comfortable doing it get you to be able to run around the block a few times and feel all right then we can start looking at like <laughs> like crossfit opens and running marathons but like <laughs> which i do not do by the way um <laughs> just full disclaimer there that's not that's not me i feel like you've given us um a nice little bit of goss there about in my head, I was like, well, PTs are always motivated to train. They, like, live and breathe it, and they always want to do it. I feel a bit better now because um, I know that I feel motivated for, like, three weeks, and I always have one week of the month where I just feel like I can't face it and I've got really low energy and I don't want to do it. So I feel a lot better now <laughs> that it's not just us normal folk. No, and also, <laughs> like, I've got sort of... <laughs> really bad attention span when it comes to fitness like thankfully as it's my job I really love spin so I don't get bored of that mainly because I've got a bit of a background in music and that taps into it but running I get really into running and then I get bored of it and I get really in, at the moment I'm really into like my weights program and so I'm really I'm like really enjoying that but I'll, I'll so it really for me it's just about moving the only thing I'd say that I do pretty consistently is I do a certain amount of steps a day I try really hard to walk everywhere that I can um and I try and just move my body however that is like once a day but yeah no god it's and and some people I think some people like we've I've said before people do it the opposite way and they take it to excess and and for them it becomes an addiction and, and an impulse that also isn't good like an obsession on the other way so it's really about finding that balance and throughout your life that balance is going to change your motivation is going to change whether it be for an aesthetic goal or a fitness goal or just to feel good in yourself the amount of time you have in your hands and where your headspace at is always going to change but if you can make it an habit in the same way that you brush your teeth all the time or skincare and all of those things if it can just be part of your day somehow then I don't think it becomes as daunting yeah I do think that um half of the for example if I have periods of um time without exercise I do feel like the hardest thing is starting again and getting it back in the routine because once it's part of your daily schedule or something it it just becomes second nature yeah and also I think that's about finding somewhere that you enjoy socially because or that even do you know what even fits in your if the gym's close to your house you're gonna go if you've got people you like there you've got an instructor you like there you're gonna go if it's easy to book in if it once you have like lots of distractions it's very easy to to not want to go if it so I do think like I said is 
making it part of your day and then if you do have a few weeks off it's like oh well it's only on the way from home or I mean it's only 45 minutes out of my day Mm. it's a lot easier than oh god I haven't done anything I'm so embarrassed or I'm gonna be really unfit and do you reckon that because what you what you're describing is actually quite a healthy attitude towards exercise which is just finding a rhythm that works for you that fits in with your life that doesn't make you miserable and just keeps your body moving do you think that we're living in an age where that healthy relationship with exercise is becoming more normal as opposed to back in the 90s when everyone just wanted to be as thin as they possibly could be? I think we've got a massive hangover. To be honest, I'm talking about women probably more than the men necessarily here, but I think we've got a massive hangover mm. from that 90s and noughties culture. And when I... When I'm sort of speaking this gospel, by the way, it's never coming from a preachy place because I still struggle, especially like a background of a dancer. You're, you're, that's very much always at the forefront of your mind. And I know lots of my sort of peers and, and friends still have that. And even though we know that the way forward is healthy exercise and healthy, it's it's still in the back of your mind because for so long, you, this this message is being sort of pushed down your throat. Like weight gain is 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 bad. Exercise is something to punish yourself with. Calories are a treat, and it's really hard to unlearn that. And I think we're getting there. I think it's like anything, isn't it? Awareness is there, but you still got to keep digging it out. And and especially I think after this last year, people are feeling really bad about themselves because they've had like this ridiculous year where you're not allowed to leave the house and then people feel ashamed that they've put on a bit of weight or they're not as fit as they were like it's I think I I read something the other day that like I think a certain percent a percentage of the population like they use stress when when they when their body is stressed they turn to eating food and we've just had the most stressful year in Mm. in memory so of course we've gone that Mm. way um but yeah. Yeah, and we've we've talked on um on a previous episode about that sort of relationship with food where you want to be able to just enjoy your food and see it as a good thing. But obviously with comfort eating it can um it can snowball into other problems, which I think a lot of us are experiencing, you're right, you know, with COVID. It's it's been very hard not to just uh lean into your creature comforts to make you feel better. And I think that that's completely fine. It's fine to have done what you had to do to survive the last year. And then to kind of take your approach to getting back on your feet a little bit now we are allowed to leave the house is great, you know, just doing what you can when you can. And also, like, I mean, Sean will vouch for this. I love food so much, like, <laughs> honestly. And I think that was always my my biggest problem in that, like, I was always performing and there was always this sort of very much like a, a you, you had like a diet or nutritionist or you're always sort of trying to fit into a costume yet equally like my biggest passion I love cooking I love going out for dinner all the time I love making cocktails I spend far too long on wine rating apps like that. so and, and, oh are there are there wine ratings yeah Vivino it'll change your life oh my god can you see I me? 100% will oh to anyone listening when you're in that wine aisle and you're going what wine do I get you need to get this app because it will tell you on average what people have voted it as and then you can sort of yeah anything above I'd say a 3.8 is good um oh my 
God, this is not the advice I was expecting to get on this episode, but I am living for it, living for it. I told you, it's all about balance and not having, there's no bad drinks, there's no bad foods. It's just about getting that that balance and living your life to the full. Um, But also there are a lot of people in fitness who would probably disagree with me. This is my my take on it. Um, But like I said, it's purely just because I, I, I know that I could starve myself for however long and I could not drink and I could do that. I've done it before but it doesn't last and I normally just get really despondent with it and then end up going on a bit of a binge whereas I think if you can go sort of like like I said incorporate five six days of the week you're moving most of most of your meals are healthy but you enjoy the treat without guilt or try to that's that's the way I'm aiming I'm aiming to go and I'd, I'd like to try and encourage people as much as possible to as well yeah, absolutely. And I think I've had a bit of a journey with food as well. And um, I think that we all carry a lot of guilt. I think we're all, like you said, the hangover from the 90s is such a good way of thinking. And I've never heard that before. And it's really resonated with me, actually. Um, and I think we do a lot of punishment. But I've actually worked with um, a nutritionist. And she, instead of saying what I can't have, she was showing me what extra I could put in and that was absolutely mind-blowing for me I was like what I, I don't need to take food out I need to add more in I was like this is amazing and also you I know like now I mean I know I have just gone on a big rant about drinking wine for a long time but it's it's not a binge on it it might be like just having do you know I mean enjoying oh, I a nice bottle on the, on a Friday night really looking forward to it and then yeah. the next day enjoying a read like not not I'm not picking grapes and seeds but like enjoying eggs and salmon mm. and avocado and and enjoying how that f- makes mm. my body feel as opposed to salad 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 get to saturday pizza <laughs> which is what it was was previously yeah. um and also understanding that yeah maybe that 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 freedom I saw a really good post where somebody was saying about how your that extra bit of fat that you have is probably your happiness that's your freedom yeah so you of course you can take away you've got the control to do that you can restrict it i'm talking about sort of like i don't want to be like um people with with a normal sort of hormone regime and and no thyroid conditions etc but most Mm. people would have would have that control but do you want to do you want to live your life like that is it takes a lot of work and from working in I've worked in the fitness industry for seven eight years now and I've seen what people have to do to get into body competitions how that changes their mind how that changes some I've seen people faint I've seen people have complete brain fog turn into maybe not the nicest of people because it's hard on your body if you're just Mm -hmm. if you're restricting yourself that much so yeah it's 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 about maybe accepting that <laughs> those extra pounds mean a bit more freedom, maybe, and and also who cares? <laughs> like who cares? And like no one, no one really cares about your apart from yourself a lot of the time. So just being a bit no. And those um those few pounds are, that you're talking about, I mean, I'm assuming they're not a medical problem. Like they're never gonna. I mean, for some. I, I mean, I'm. I'm assuming for some people they will be if if you've got like a obesity. Sorry, no. I was just just to, just to clarify. I do understand that kind of like excessive amounts of weight gain can can be dangerous for your health. One hundred percent understand that. But just kind of like when I say cosmetic weight gain, 
I just mean, you know, where you've got a bit of pouch in your belly and like your thighs wobble a little bit. Like, I think that we're made to feel like that's abnormal, but you can be healthy and have that type of body. Yeah, you know? 100%. And like I said, in the, like everybody's body is different. I remember doing a contract once with maybe four or five girls and we're all doing the same shows every night, but our bodies were just so different in height. In, and and it, the random thing is, it was, I'm quite small. I'm only five foot three. And that became like, even that became something because I was never tall enough for certain jobs and my hips were always too wide. And, but I've got a really small waist. So I've got a really small waist, but I've always had a bit of a tummy. So I've kind of got a bit of like that old school 50s body where like I'm quite hourglass but still have like a little bit of an apple belly and you just you find like other girls are trying to like change their body to be a certain way I'm trying to change it to be another way and the goalposts are constantly changing because now a big bum is in fashion and I remember my mum had magnets on her fridge saying does my bum look big in this and but (laughs) but now people are oh my friend um Whenever I go out with her friend, they're, they're, they're a bit younger than me. And whenever I go out with them, they're always taking their pictures from behind because for them, like literally their asset is their ass and they, they want their pictures. Whereas when I was taking pictures on, on the days I used to go to nightclubs, um, it was all about trying to to show collarbone or to try and look as small and as and, yeah. and make yourself look as small as possible. What was that thing you do with your arm? You like drop your arm. Yeah, down broken doll. It used to be called like the broken doll arm yeah. or something. And and that's in yeah. that's in ten fifteen years the standard has changed and even facially like makeup has changed. Obviously, I know the styling, but like this is cosmetic procedures people are having on their faces now. Mm. And in ten years time, it's going to be completely out the window. So that's where I just think it gets to the point where without being either drastically too thin or too big that it's having impact on your mental or physical health that that middle ground it, it sometimes it, what you really need to work on is that acceptance because in five years time you might be like the ultimate babe <laughs> do you know what I mean like when so <laughs> Very true, very true. Um, this is a bit of a tangent. Well, slightly off topic, but, you know, still still very female. <laughs> <laughs> Something that I find really interesting, and I don't know if you know much about, but is literally like our menstrual cycle and exercise. Like, I'm sure that for one week, that I'm that's like a few days before when I get my, my period at the beginning, I just don't have... A, the motivation or be the energy and I just can't do it as well like I, for example in spin I'm like oh my god I can't tap to t- the time like I can't go any faster do you think um do you think that's actually yeah hun- no a hundred percent um there are some really good sites actually or I know I'm, um I'll try and dig out a few few pieces on it but there are obviously a lot of studies around like kind of you have like four four stages within your cycle where your your energy and your hormones will sort of increase decrease and generally I believe like around your like ovulation is generally where you'd be fitter stronger I think you're all supposed to be like more attractive to the other sex around that time I've I've seen this amazing meme where it's like um it's literally like superwoman 
and like the hair's like blowing beautifully like a movie and she's and it's like when you're ovulating and then there's like this tiny little like spider that's like three other weeks of the month and it's like there's so so much going on and I think like I I think men would be so shocked if they realized how much like girlfriends text each other like oh it's a week before my period oh it's my period or like there's always something that you've got to think about at some point of of the month and I think that that week that week beforehand I think that people are affected very differently. Like I think some people will obviously be more um, like mood, mood will be more mood and motivation will be affected more. Some people physically sleep is affected as well. Um, Mm. And they're all things, especially for endurance, like sport, like spin, they're all things that that come into play. Um, And for me, because I have to do it all the time, to be honest, I don't know. I think I'm running on adrenaline half the time, so I don't necessarily think it's just very PMT, mm. but I think even just like the week of your period, your body is going through so much in the background. If you think of it like a computer and you've got like all the tabs open, <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's so much going on. Yeah. Um, plus obviously like losing blood, losing sleep. Because um, for me, I, I get quite bad period pain in the in the night, which keeps me up. Oh my god, me too. It's always like around half past two, three o'clock, and I, I, I'm is my it? alarm's at five a.m. So I, it, you're just sitting there, and I'm like, oh, oh my god, I need to teach class in a few hours, <laughs> and I'm just like, it's so much pain. And I know so many of my friends feel like that. Also, bloating is so uncomfortable. You don't necessarily feel like being in the gym, feel like yourself. So it's a, it's a massive thing. Um, just another great thing for us to have to to put up with. <laughs> so I'd really love to know if this is a myth then. I had, a, I was going to say a wicked PE teacher, but I meant that in like the old lady way, as in like a horrible <laughs> PE teacher, not like wicked. <laughs> anyway, um, just exposing my age. Uh, I had a PE teacher that I didn't like very much when I was at school. And she, whenever you did the classic thing where you were like, I'm on my period, I can't do PE today, she would make us do it anyway because she said that stretching and moving and doing exercise would help with period pain. And it never, is that just a myth? No. Because it never did for me. No, I definitely do think it's good to do um, because also Mm. it will tap it. So it will lift your endorphins, sort of you're getting oxygen around your body. Just and like I said, I just think movement is medicine in so many ways, but it can be, especially when it comes to periods, that you're picking that right movement going really heavy in the gym that day might not be the best idea um and I know there's some really fantastic female PTs actually who will um work around your cycle when programming when programming the weights that you're lifting but maybe going to yoga and just stretching out moving around maybe going for a light jog as opposed to trying to do like a time trial run I think it's just listening to your body but then also on the other hand it depends how it is if you're really knackered and really in pain everybody has different I have different symptoms month to month as well like sometimes I'm like oh do you know actually I'm okay and and other times it hits me like a ton of bricks but, but the more you know your body, then, like I said today, like today, for some reason, I just, not related to that, I just felt a bit under the weather and I was going to go for a walk and I thought, do you know what, 
I'll do it tomorrow. Today, I just need to rest. And and the more you train, the more it becomes routine part of your body, whether it's your period, whether it's a hormone throughout the rest of the month, whether it's just general tiredness or illness, the more you're in the gym and you're moving, I think you get to understand your body a little bit more and know where maybe pain or fatigue isn't normal or maybe when sometimes you can push through and it might actually alleviate either the symptoms or how you feel by the end of it. So I don't think she was being that wicked, but also, I, I know. Nah, she made me do cross-country, man. Yeah, I was about to say she that there, there's something about those those sort of like <laughs> to, uh, PE teachers yeah. at, at school. Isn't it funny how those those sorts of experiences just stay with you, don't they? 100%. Like school experiences. Like, because, you, because you're absolutely right. In moderation, moving your body, I mean, just thinking logically, you know, it, it, it will help stretch and you know make sure that you don't feel just sort of like if you've been sat down for ages and you feel really bloated so I understand I think obviously just not excessively so yeah I will give I'll maybe I'll give that a go next time I'm tempted to sit it out do you know what Rachel you're gonna hate me but at school I was that girl that was like yay cross country oh no awful god (laughs) terrible we wouldn't have been friends at school we would not have been friends at school no we wouldn't (laughs) but that's Um, fine but I did hate swimming, so I had my period every week. When yeah, I was of course. And also, our swimming, I don't know if it was the same for you, but if you didn't bring, like, i try and get out of it by not bringing my kit. And then they had, like, this disgusting bottle green, oh like, communal swimsuit that they would make you wear if you oh. forgot. <laughs> and just things like that that oh my God. put me off so much. I was like, and even now, like, I'm 30, I'm with my 32. I don't, I don't want to go and play netball now. I don't want to do sort of cross country and swimming now so it's about finding I think I think it hopefully in schools as well there's a movement towards more variation I know that some schools even primary schools are doing yoga and pilates which I think is amazing um as opposed to it always being team sport because if you're not very good at it (laughs) it's not very fun it's just then you end up like me, old and bitter, that I can't throw a ball in a net. No, but either so... can I. But I think that's a skill more than, than something that you can kind of get, like, in the gym. You can work on something, find something you love. I can't kick a football. Mm, I was yeah. terrible at hockey. Oh, no. <laughs> that's so true. It's so true. I was rubbish at hockey. But again, I might have been captain. Oh, you weren't, were you? I know exactly what kind of girl <laughs> oh, you were. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like I said, oh my God, like seven million times in this podcast, but oh my God, captain of the netball team, really? Yeah, I actually played netball for Devon. Oh Um, God. Okay, so you seriously underplayed this. I wasn't, but but I wasn't like at school, I wasn't, um, because I feel like when you're sporty at school, you're always in like that popular group that's always mean to everyone. I actually wasn't very popular in school and I was very behind the scenes. I feel like I have to justify myself even though I'm 30. I just can't relate, man. I was I was the, the chubby Greek emo in the corner just looking at girls like you going, I don't get your life. <laughs> I don't <Stupid>. understand. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get this. I'm sitting this one out. <laughs> So yeah. Anyway, this this has been um this has been amazing. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Oh no, Jenny. thank you. It's been uh, lovely to talk to people. <laughs> I spent so much time on my own. Yeah, it's nice to just have a chat with everyone. Jenny, I'm so excited for. Is it the 18th of May? 17th. 17th again. 
17th of May. Oh, my God. And I've been in doing, like, trainings. And even just yesterday, I was playing around with the lights and just having the music really loud. Uh, Yeah, I was like, um, for anyone listening, we've got, like, like flashing lights and my strobe. And I was just on my own having an absolute ball. So, yeah, I can't wait to have people there. It's going to be great. My God. Can't wait to fight on the app for Jenny's class. <laughs> <laughs> There's an app that you have to book in, basically. And like, as soon as it gets to a certain time, you can book in and it's immediately full and it's infuriating. People are messaging me like, it's like Glastonbury. I just want to get to spin. But it's yeah. good. At least at least people are keen to do it. So that, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's a testament <laughs> to your talent uh, that so many yeah. people are that eager to suffer with you basically or to, to talk about sex in the city and to talk about sex in the city and pizza yeah <laughs> exactly uh, thank you so no much worries. you've been an absolute joy thank you take care bye